This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You gotta see the baby. When are you gonna see the baby? Family matters. This week, Kaz Cook's book, Babies and Toddlers, is released. It is the sequel to Up the Duff and a revision of an earlier version of this book named Kid Wrangling. So, Kaz, welcome to Joy. Hello. It is such a pleasure having you here. Lovely to be here. And so why the name change? And mm. Well, kid wrangling, apparently, is not what people search for online. <laughs> uh, so they search babies and toddlers. And also because even though Up the Duff, everyone knows the pregnancy book has a fun title, I was trying to have a fun title with kid wrangling. But actually... Too clever, is it? Being well, when, too, yeah. It's not too clever, but when your baby's born... And you've, you know, it's three o'clock in the morning. You yeah. just want some information. It's kind of along with that theme of practical, sensible. Yes. This is what it's about. Babies and toddlers. Uh, it's going to be updated every year and have a medallion on the front and oh. say what year it is because I'm finding that people are using old books and selling them online and stuff and getting really old information, which is both socially, emotionally and medically out of date now. So, so this book was first released in 2003. This book has been released for one day. It's a total new yeah, rewrite. Yeah, but but this one, but your, your fir- kid wrangling was first released yeah. in 2003. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> so having written it in 2003 or obviously before that, I mean, what's been the biggest change that you've noticed? I think the biggest change is that there is so much more information out there now. The problem used to be not enough info. Yeah. The problem is now too much info. It is. Um, I think certain, uh, you know, singular things have changed, um, which parents often don't know about. We don't give cough medicine to babies and, and toddlers anymore. Um, we The uh, information about how a baby goes to sleep to avoid SIDS has changed. Mm. Uh, even some first aid stuff has changed. Um, when to first give a baby solids mm. to help uh, prevent allergies. Obviously won't prevent all of them, but, you know, there has been some important research. A lot of social stuff has changed too, a lot of emotional stuff. We used to think of postnatal depression as only ever happening to the, the birth mother. We now know that's not right. We know that we can have peri- perinatal, so before, yeah. around mm. and after, and it's not always depression. It's often uh, manifesting as anxiety and you know, great and this worry. this is something and we've covered here because, uh, unfortunately, LGBT parents are actually higher risk mm. of, of perinatal depression and it can affect both um um, partners in the relationship and it can affect gay dads. So, and these are things that we just think we're immune for. We're actually higher risk for them. And, you know, I'll reshare the link to the podcast that we've got with that, that talks about why we're higher at risk. But that's the thing. The one thing hasn't changed is unsolicited advice. And yes, I've learned busy that. bodies. Busy bodies. Yes. Busy bodies. And, and that's what I've noticed, like with the birth of our baby, 
Everyone is still telling yeah, me. Everyone how wants a piece of you. Everyone wants a piece of me and wants to tell me how to feed it, when to feed it, what to feed it to make sure mm. it doesn't get allergic to this and that. And how do you know <sighs> how to winnow that information yeah. and shake it through a sieve? What's useful to you and what's not? And in fact, I've got yeah. scripts in the book, Gina, which says <laughs> how to be, how to repel busybody advice. Oh, very good. Um, is it from my Greek mother? Who, <laughs> I no names. Her I love her dearly. <laughs> and right now she's taking care of my child, feeding it fresh snapper soup that she, you know, dad mm. caught on the weekend. But when it came to putting her to sleep, like you said, so much has changed. And she raised my niece and nephew who are, what, there's probably 10 and 15-year difference. I had to get those safety diagrams from the SID side and say, no, 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 this, this is, is how we, how do it we now. put her down. And I think ready. sometimes, you know... Um, grandparents feel that you're telling them that they raised you wrong yeah. if you're suggesting something different. Mm. So it's it's kind of often about tact and saying, now we know this and yeah. this is why it's more important. I think too that um, LGBTI plus people often, uh, whether or not they use IVF, like people who use IVF, have perhaps thought about their wanting their baby longer and... Well, it takes uh, a bit of work. We, yeah, we don't so get pregnant in the back of a brain. Yeah, you so know, there's, it's, there's it's a not process. so accidental. No, no, exactly. Um, and, and so I think if, if you do have anxiety or depression, you can think doubly, mm. you can be doubly cross at yourself because you think, well, I thought about this. I worked, mm. I had to work out how to make it happen. Mm. So why am I not over the moon, you mm. know, about it? But I think we all too... Um, we all need this information. Everyone's got mm. a right to this in information. And, and it's yeah. not what I reckon and it's not I'm trying to sell you something. It's checked with more than 30 medical and other experts. Yes, yeah, so let's talk a little bit about that because mm. I know there's a lot of work that goes into your books, Kaz, and I was I reading what? somewhere You've that there was one, 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 one survey, you know, with 7,000 um, participants. I mean... Talk a little yes. bit about the work that goes into into your books. So oh, it's a fool, Stephanie. I put the <laughs> I, I, I put out the survey, and a lot of people answered. It was actually seven hundred for the original Kid Wrangling, and right. then it's easier now because you get stuff on social media. Yeah, right. then I was sort of it was word of mouth, people emailing each other and saying, you know, do you want to be part of this survey? So it's parents, but it's also. Um, a lot of medical experts who are at the top of their game and a lot of uh, medical people who are at the coalface, so GPs, mm. um, maternal and child nurses who directly talk to parents and hear what their mm. concerns are. And there are things now that people did have to deal with before, but they were never talked about in a public way. Mm. Um, and this, this edition now is the first time, um, to my knowledge, that any, any um, pregnancy or um, book about... Um, Raising Babies and Toddlers has talked about um, kids who are born with sex differences, either hormonal yes. or so physical you, differences. So, and I love this because I did oh, have the cool. chance to read this cover to cover 3 a.m. Oh, my God, your head you must have exploded, child, woman. Well, can I just say, when I, I was reading it because my child wasn't sleeping, she was uh -huh. sick, so I read the crying bit first, yep. which made me laugh. Thank you. Wow. You know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to explode because yes. my child won't sleep, mm. and I'm reading why a baby will cry, and it's got all the reasons why a baby could cry and most of them are very silly reasons. Why yes, because, because the baby true. is a baby. a baby. That is why the baby is crying. It it's is. not because you're a bad parent. Exactly. All babies cry for several hours a day and, and the normal. more parents
parents know that, the better. Oh, I used to throw that stat out at people because you do become immune to the crying at the beginning. I was kind of like, no, we can cope with this. She's fine. I know she's okay. Yeah. yeah. But um, I was reading it cover to cover and it covers trans and it covers intersex and it has great links for people. And that's the thing. You're not trying to tell everyone everything in this. You're almost no, because them into the everyone's right story is different. Exactly. You know, and even in the same family, like a kid will come along and you'll have this special trick to get them to sleep and then the, the next kid comes along and they don't care about your theory. <laughs> they are not going to go to sleep. Yeah. So it's about people finding the, the theory um, or, the, or the little trick or method that yeah. works for them. And I think giving, giving parents more confidence because yeah, I think you yeah. can feel so isolated even though a lot of social media has, made, has connected people. It can also make you feel more isolated because oh, you God. look at those pictures of... I'm not the of, yummy mummy. I can assure yeah. you I do not look like any of those... I don't think even they look like that, you know. Birkenstocks, but yeah. (laughs) Family Matters is brought to you today by the letters LGBTIQA and the number one. So, Jeannie, you read the book cover to cover, but I imagine having flicked through the book, it is a reference book. It is a book you can pick up and, you know, use. Can I say a chapter? It is like, where is the green sheep? You want to find it, go to the back, the index. The index we worked on, so glad you say that. We worked on it long and hard and we had had this mantra, uh, me, the editor and the designer, it's three o'clock in the morning, your baby's crying, you're exhausted, you have to look something in the look something up in the index, find it, and if it's a medical thing or a really <sighs> scary thing, it's highlighted, yes. and you go straight to that page, and the information is there with a minimum of jokes and cartoons. There's lots <laughs> of that in the book, but if you need to find out what to do when your kid's got a fever, or vomiting, or whether to go to Dangers the hospital, of kissing your dog. Dog poo. Yes. Green poo. Hey. It's <laughs> poo, comma, green. It is. It's just fabulous. But it does. And this is what, because Steph had st- taken this copy off me, which I needed yesterday. Sorry. After my visit. I was to busy the, reading you know, it myself. Poisons information. In, you know, all those yeah. kind of things that's here and that's highlighted. It's the stuff when you're trying to yeah, make when a you're decision in a panic. and you're in a panic, just go to the index. Yeah. I mean, it, it's actually fun to read cover to cover because there is some really amusing stuff about the type of parent you're going to be. And sometimes you're not up to it yet. Like, you know, there's no point in reading toilet training when your kid's four months old. You don't need to know. But there is a a kind of section on the type of parent people think they are. Yeah, parenting philosophy. I think a lot of people bring an idea of what kind of parent they're going to be. What parent do you think you would have were, Cass, when they were a baby or toddler? I think I was really anxious. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that was partly personality and partly researching a book about <laughs> all the things that could possibly go wrong, which is another reason I say don't read it like a novel because not yeah, all I of those things will happen. I started to get really stressed towards the end when we're going through the dangers and I'm like looking yeah. at my child but sleeping the thing, going. the thing that's living. great is if you go through that list yeah. of childproofing, then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. If you don't eat those seven things while you're pregnant, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's got a lot to do with the reassuring, but it's really interesting that you asked that. No one's ever asked me that before. And I think in retrospect, and boy, don't you make a lot of decisions no, about parenting in no. retrospect. <laughs> I think I, I would have liked to have been more hippie, more go with the flow, but then maybe you just are who you are exactly. and you have to find stuff that works for you and. And your your kid, you yeah. know how they, babies come with personalities. Yeah. They, mm. So there might not be a direct matchup of your personality and your kids either. And yeah. So, and that, that's why there's a bit in the book about how to teach kids about emotions and what words to use so that there can be more communication. 
So how do you feel revisiting this stuff? Like you, we were talking it's about our work. children yeah. b- before the interview and, and obviously you're at a different age and stage Yeah, now. my kid's 20. Yeah, how, how does it feel kind of revisiting toddlers talking and about babies? Talking birthday parties, which thank you. Yeah. I read that chapter. <laughs> well, I've that. just, I'm writing the 20th anniversary edition of Up the Duff, which is a big change coming next year. Oh, really? And I've just written about gender reveal parties, which oh, was God. not a thing when I wrote. And smash cakes. And can we smash gender wow. reveal parties? That's my personal so, opinion. Yeah, you know, you know, like I'm trying to say to people, why would why what are the reasons yeah. for having a gender reveal party, and what are the res- reasons why maybe don't bother, um, and just in some ways making uh, people aware of things that they could just they might want to think about. Yeah, um, I think a lot of mo- modern parents, a lot of modern dads, um, in, in straight relationships even are much better now at going I. I'm going to be supportive of my kid, whatever mm. happens. But they're not actually sure of how to get there. Yeah. And you see it all the time. You see a little kid come up to the face painting booth at the fate and saying, I want a flower. And and somebody saying, no, you're a boy. You can't have a flower. You know. Yeah. And there are going to be, you know, I just want to let people think about how to be supportive of their kids, whoever mm. they are. And that you can have all the gender reveal parties you like. A, it could be wrong. B, you can buy everything pink and your kid never wants to wear something (laughs) pink. You know, it's just worth people thinking about that stuff. And I'm really glad. And that's the thing. It's sometimes, you know, we have, we live in our kind of rainbow bubble. I live in my rainbow bubble and joy bubble. And, you know, the audience we speak to, we do live in this bubble and we see sometimes the people. Everybody does. It's just different bubbles. It's just different bubbles. And I know for myself, like, there are no books that are specific about raising babies for rainbow families. Mm. We have our flies. We've got great connections and websites and advocacy books. But I remember reading up the duff, and even though I was not the parent about to birth this child, I needed to know what my partner was going to go through. Yeah. I needed to know how her boobs were going to feel and her emotions. I needed to be ready because people just assumed that because I was going to mum. And this is my beautiful oh, straight friends. Yeah. They just assume that, oh, my God, you've got it set because you're – you're both mums. You both know what you're doing. It's like none of us but know. But nobody what we're doing. knows. I we know. know what it's doing. so true. And I, I get really cross at the idea that we're all supposed to have instincts because whether you're know. a man or a woman or the birthing yeah. um, parent or not, that is an unrealistic and wrong expectation to put on people. You learn your instincts by learning yeah. who your baby is and who you are as a parent yeah. and what seems wrong and having the confidence to decide, well, now I can go to the doctor. And it's interesting you talk about bubbles because. For many people, the the phrase rainbow family mm. is about um, LGBTI+, plus, but for other people, it's about a baby dying and then the next oh, baby is yes, called oh, the yes, rainbow yes, baby. Yeah. So even in, yeah. in, in our words, we have to just yeah. um, remember that in our bubble, the word might be Have more likely to mean something yeah. else. And it's all about, you know, being less judgmental of other parents as much as mm. possible. And I found, like... I, People would say to my partner and I'd be kind of standing there and they'd be almost envious going, so lucky two mums. And I just thought, the reason I get what my partner is about to go through is because all my life as a, as a, as a woman, I have grown up and we share our stories. Mm. So I've heard my sisters and my cousins and my aunts and, and my girlfriends talk about how their boobs and nipples are reacting and how their body's feeling. 
we don't share those stories with men. So a lot of the well, a lot of women don't share them together don't. either. It's and a less yeah. tribal society. People can be very isolated. Yeah. And if the only kind of bosom talk you're getting is on Instagram oh, you and it's all about, trouble. you know, yeah. this fake, fake life, yeah. um, it can feel very isolating. So, look, I know when I we picked up off the duff, I was so thankful because f- this is talking to people that are about to have the baby. Yeah, and it's I don't, so important I don't think sexuality else. is exactly or, it, or you know gender limit. identity no. matters ab- about having babies and toddlers. And, it's about and loving it, them. It's about it being is. family. And what I loved because every other book we picked up is so heteronormative and patriarchal when it comes to who even deciding to stay home with the kids and you don't do that in your books. Look, I have to say though that that going through again, writing this new edition of Babies and Toddlers, writing the new edition of Up the Duff, um, great um, proofreader Katie Purvis uh, who works here and I both picked up stuff that I wouldn't write now, just sometimes using he or she or, you know, and so it's all a process of getting – and that is the beauty of – writing a book kind of over a period of 17 yes. years and then having a solid so much the last two years writing Babies and Toddlers is that you've got the ability to go back, make yeah. yourself look a little bit better, <laughs> a little bit prescient. So will there be a new title to Up the Duff? No, Up the Duff is Up the Duff. No, that's one. the same. And the other, and the other thing I, I wonder about the Up the Duff is, I mean, so much has changed in our world in the last two years with the Me Too movement and also with um, marriage equality in Australia. Is that any? Does any of that come into the rewriting of your... Not with Up the Duff, but definitely Duff. with um, my books for teenage girls, girls and yeah. tween girls. I've just written a new consent section for the teenage oh, girls. Great. Um, but also, look, to be honest, I have been banging on about a lot of that stuff for many yeah. years, um, and as have many of us. Mm. And it's just that the rest of the world is catching up with us, really, when it comes to Me Too and some of those issues. Can I just say I absolutely love Babies and Toddlers. For me, it's come at the perfect time because you do, you read up the duff as it's happening. That's right, week by week. There is a newborn section right at the back, but by then you don't want to pick up a book. You're just like... No, and that's got, like the stuff like post-baby sex and, um, you know, post-baby body, the feelings, that's kind of gone into Babies and Toddlers now. So up the duff does kind of finish with the birth and then a few, uh, you know, a couple of weeks. But um, yeah, the rest of it's in Babies and Toddlers. I needed this yesterday for that quick but look I got the help I needed right at the end when I needed it but it is this is something that I would happily be buying for someone rather than the blanket that they don't need and the millionth teddy that they don't need when they come out of when you're going to all those gender reveal parties no I will not be going to actually I shouldn't just make a little protest Oh, I don't know. They're I've heard kids. some horror stories yeah. about them too. Like it's revealed and like the father-in-law has a tantrum and leaves. Cause it's, it, no, I've heard some great stories about how it all goes wrong. Can I just say, I don't yeah. even know what a gender yeah, reveal party is. That's a very is. good I'm thing, so Steph. Out of the no, bubble. No, that's, that's fabulous. Gender- You're very lucky. It's when very, many mm. people who have the NIPT test will be told whether, because it's a... it's a um, The blood test. It's is, a diagnostic yeah. test. Yeah. It'll tell you whether... Um, It'll probably tell you, but it it doesn't necessarily tell you because, as we know, you know, a couple in a thousand of babies is born with um, intersex character- characteristics. So, redhead, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's very complex. And the people who do that stuff at the Royal Children's Hospital and elsewhere are so brilliant yes. at it. Um, but what happens? Is that that you have a party and instead of having a baby shower, you have a gender reveal party and there's all this merch that comes with it. So you 
cut a cake that's a neutral colour on the outside, but when you cut it, it's pink or blue. Oh, and it's yes, all about yeah, pink or blue. Oh, I mean, in America, nothing, they even have money. stuff called, you know, guns or glitter. Ugh. Because if you have a boy, of course, oh. it's, it, you know, it just, it, you know, it's so, so, and it's huge now. And partly I think it's because people don't have all the information about who their kid's going to be and what they're going to like. Yeah. And so they think that gender tells them something. But as we increasingly know, it may not. You know, I'm wearing all blue today. I'm a butch lesbian and I hate pink. Pink has overtaken my home because everyone, because <laughs> people would ask, what did you have? And I'm like, a child. And they're like, no, but what did you have? And I'm like, what is it? It's like, it's yeah. a baby. And you've got to be, painting. you've got to be able, I think, that when your kid starts, uh, yeah. starts asking those questions and wanting to call themselves girl or boy, yeah. you've got to go oh, with that. So it's like people, right you know, have always listened to Nick Cave all their life, <laughs> and then the babe, then a kid comes and they go, and now I have to listen to the Wiggles. It's like, oh yes, I'm God. afraid you do. You know, you were doing it for the kids. Oh, do they go round and round a lot? I drew the line at the Wiggles. I never went to a Wiggles concert, and I think I'm the only person of my generation who didn't attend a Wiggles concert. Look, I am proud that my child does only go to sleep with me singing sound music tunes to her. (laughs) I don't know why. Each to their own. But how I'm going to pass that on to childcare when it comes next year to go? Now, if you really want to settle her. It's a bit of, you know. But here's the thing. She'll go to childcare and they'll have a whole new other thing that works because, and she'll, will have never eaten an avocado and she'll come home going, I had some avocado. She has, she has avocado. Because Madeline had some (laughs) morning tea. I'm very nervous about childcare, but that's a whole other episode. (laughs) Oh, there's stuff in the book about that too. It's about the guilt that I'm going to feel, but it's fabulous. (laughs) But Kaz, thank you so much for joining us here on Family Matters. Thank you so much for having books that not only are Australian, but also are inclusive. And I mean, I feel included when I'm reading this book. I feel very comfortable reading and I can assure you there are so many texts out there that we go, oh, I I don't want to share that with anyone, but I'd need to find that info. Yeah. Um, And we kind of have to wade through this stuff that kind of hurts us um, to get the information. So thank you. You don't do that for us. You've given us a beautiful couple of texts. Bloody good. Stop that swearing. Don't swear in front of your children. I'll edit that out. There's an embarrassing moment at the post office when they're three, I think you'll find. I've heard. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Kaz. Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.